Hi, I'm Daryl Urbanski, and welcome to the Best Business Podcast. My mission is to help create 200 new multimillionaire business owners. How? You'll do better when you know better. In my interviews, you'll hear from self-made millionaires, seven-figure business owners, authors, and world-class experts sharing how they did it so you can too without experiencing the same obstacles they did. Now, if you like this interview, please share it with a friend you think will benefit. They'll appreciate it, and I will as well. You can also connect with me on social media. Look for Daryl Urbanski, D-A-R-Y-L, Urban Ski, U-R-B-A-N-S-K-I, and add me so we can be friends. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy what I've prepared for you right here, right now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. My name is Daryl Urbanski, your host as always, and today we are joined by a friend and very special guest, Charles Kirkland. Charles is the founder of the MBA, which stands for Media Buyer Association. He also hosts the Media Buying for Smart Marketers podcast. He's fully committed to empowering media buyers to create successful campaigns through real-world education and hands-on training. He has experienced selling everything under the sun, from his own construction blueprints to canoes. After spending years figuring out how the online marketing game works, he was still struggling to get enough traffic to his sites. One day, Charles took a chance on a media buy and got more traffic and sales with his site in the following 30 days than he had in the previous year put together. Sales skyrocketed. Stunned at the results, it was this experience which taught Charles the power of media buying. His businesses have never been the same since. Today, he's joining us to share some of his best tips and tricks for media buying and how you can do it to generate more sales for your business. Charles, thank you for joining us, my friend. How are you doing? Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, it's going good, man. It's good. Glad to hear you. You sound like super amped, probably down like four or five hour energies, it sounds like, and you're ready to roll. I've never had those. I actually get love this, dude. I was addicted to Red Bull at one point. What? Got so bad, my head. I went and got a blood test. Doctor looks at me, he goes, you should be diabetic. He goes, your numbers are off the chart. Your triglycerides are just beyond what they should even remotely be. I gave up that stuff, and I only drink unsweet tea. So I'm just wow. excited on life. <laughs> Apparently, eh? Wow. That's quite a comeback, man, because I don't know how I'd, uh, it took me forever to wean myself off coffee. You know, there was a couple of months of, like, feeling like I was dead every day, but I'm good. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm off the crack. I'm on to green tea and bigger, better futures ahead. So it looks like we're both up and up and going. Sounds um, good. Now, we shared with the listeners a little bit about kind of your 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 beginnings, but okay. we talked about you got a lot of sales experience, but I you know, I didn't really explain well in the intro how you went from just sales to online marketing. Um, and so I don't know, I don't think that you were doing online marketing the whole time along the way. So how did you even get started? Yeah, dude, uh, 19, I can't, typical story, got a college degree, got a job, like everybody said, got carpal tunnel, have a degree in engineering. Um, mm-hmm. every, I ended up having to quit my job because, A, I could not continue to use the computer. Um, driving mm-hmm. home one day, I'm like, you know, sitting thinking, how am I going to tell my wife I just quit a job? Is You know, got right. a good job. Um, going home, I say, hey, all these people, what do people need? People need barns. They need, you know, bigger houses. They need more storage. So we I created a site selling um, shed plans. First month online made zero. Everyone laughed at me. I mean, it's pretty typical. He's an idiot, you know, <laughs> uh, dreamer. Nothing's going to happen. Um, the next month we hit 10,000 in sales. Wow. Um, so while this sounds great, the reality of it is when you're printing and mailing a $9 plan and you've got about $3 in printing and postage, the revenue wasn't quite like, you know, it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm living high on the hog, but that was proof positive at work. Right, proof of concept. And, 
And at that point, we just started doing SEO. Um, didn't know anything about paid traffic. And, you know, let's face it, back in 1999, 2000, AdWords didn't exist. You know, you're talking way back in the day. So um, long story short, I killed it for a couple months. Google did a update and um, pretty much put me out of business, de-indexed every site I had. It completely, utterly sucked. So I got a job doing what I knew how to do best, which was beg, plead, and um, had literally <laughs> get a little, I had a, a job selling metal buildings door to door. Wow. $40,000 to $80,000 large metal buildings. And literally, I drove around South Carolina in this ragged, beat up piece of crap Ford truck. I'm sorry, it's a Chevrolet S10. And the air conditioning didn't work. It was a company truck, which was a disaster. And I, I was told that, you know, maybe if I would do good, I might be able to make $40,000 a year in sales. Um, I sold so many buildings in Myrtle Beach. That there was I, when I started the business had like a four week backlog. Mm-hmm. When I was fired, we were at sixteen weeks. Wow! So you say, with well, Charles, how'd you get fired? Um, I literally sold so many buildings until I couldn't sell anymore, and nobody wants to wait four months to have a barn built. Right. So um, I got fired. The company kept my commission, and um, little did they know, they gave me the best sales experience you could ever have, which mm-hmm. was get out there and do it. Right. Um, right. And door-to-door sales experience too, where you hear all the great marketers, they've got face-to-face, kneecap-to-kneecap yes. experience yes. talking yes. to people, yeah, which is huge. You know, so basically picked up the phone, made appointments, door-to-door, I mean – you hustled and you you had to hit it and get it. Um, you know, I would love to tell you there was like some safety backup, and if it didn't work, I'd have food. No, there was no backup, no safety. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality of that is, when you do that, you learn more in a short amount of time than most people can ever learn just from like you know doing it. Um, you know, when you're sitting there and you're closing the sale because you really want to eat, it becomes a totally different story. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and I took that back online. The whole time I was still working to rebuild my online business. And when I took that level of sales experience and persuasion, and in the whole time selling door to door, I'm studying. I mean, we're talking old school stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I I didn't have money for you know the stuff that we talk about now. Um, basically, I just went to the library, give me Zig Ziglar tapes, books. Yep. Say, I mean. <laughs> If it was in print, I got it from the library. I read it like a madman. I list Tony Robbins twenty four seven, and people may laugh at that dude, but that's the stuff that made it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I can't. I can't. I can tell you this: you can get every online copywriting course you'd ever like. Um, just go to the library; they've had the best education ever. Right, right. But you hit on something too, where mindset is such a huge part of this. Because there's a lot of pieces, a lot of moving parts to the wheel. Now, you don't need to be a master at everything, but you need to know all the players in the game. Um, and even once you get that technical knowledge, a lot of people, like I know at least for me. You know, I was fortunate to work with a couple of very ambitious clients, and the stuff that I knew that I was implementing worked, and I'd worked it with other clients, and they'd done a couple thousand a month, 3,000 a month here, 5,000 a month there, 12,000 a month there, but I never had anyone that really wanted to take it the distance until I got a couple of clients that really wanted to go big, and I did my first couple of million dollars, and mindset is such a huge thing, right? It's that whole concept, like you talked about, you say people might laugh that you were listening to Tony Robbins tapes, but you would get your mindset in the right place, otherwise, you probably wouldn't have even thought you could achieve i guess right oh my gosh you know it was mindset i mean and i tell people to this day it's a mindset game more than anything else Mm -hmm. um i can tell you there are days when i get online that you know i am distracted there are issues you know whatever the case may be 
it's almost a dead day if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I, have, I fully agree. And I have those days when I when I'm like literally hitting it and getting it. Um, house could fall down around me, and I'd be like, "Okay, let me cut. Let me, you know, grab the um, the little Wi-Fi me box from Verizon. You know, we're not slowing down." Um, and I think that most mm-hmm. people realize most people believe success is based on techniques or strategies or tactics, and all that to some level helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have the right mindset, nothing else. Mindset is like the gas in the car. Right. You, you can have a Ferrari. But if your mindset's not there, you just you can't make it work. Yep, yep, yep. So, sorry, I took you off topic a little bit because you're talking about how you're listening to Tony Robbins tapes and you're trying to get your your business still up and running, your online business up and running. So you're selling all these steel buildings, the steel uh, barns and sheds, and then you get fired. You took that all online. What was the site that you were using when you were selling when you did the media buy? That got me really curious. I'd actually yeah. know that about you. Yes, get low. This the site, and I've already sold this. I've already sold that business, so I've got multiple business. That particular site was barn hyphen. I'm sorry, barn plan singular barnplan dot com. Mm. Um, I sold that to an architect around 2005 or so. Okay. And what had happened? You know, I was terrified. Uh, you know, I, I was used to SEO. You know, right. why do I want to? We were using something called Web Position Goal, which literally create thousands of doorway pages at one time. Mm. Now, this is 1999, 2000. It wasn't yeah. spamming because, well, there was no such thing as spam. Right. Um, you know, and literally, I was like, man, I don't, you know, we're just literally we're creating tons of pages, selling just a stupid amount of stuff. And I'm gonna just tell you, you know, to go from making twenty four thousand a year to seeing that in like, you know, two and a half months. Yep. Yeah, you got kind of you know, game changing, and you get yeah. Once you taste the money, you'll never go back. You're, you won't, you won't. And I, I've I've told that before. I said, you know, you can go broke, and it's okay. You're going to come back. Yeah. You know, I, I've said this before. I would I would be willing to. I would rather loan money to somebody who's already had a successful business and went bankrupt ever to give give money to somebody who's never done it before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Total total difference in mindset total difference of mindset especially when it comes to hiring people or anything like that anytime someone can show an owner mentality it's just night and day because they get it as opposed to people who just kind of show up and you know and i, I don't know I, I, forgive me if i sound very capitalist but they just kind of expect a lot you know like yeah. union, like expect this expect that It'd be like you don't understand that's not like they don't understand how it works like doing the work and i don't you may you may not agree with this and this is kind of always a debate but you know if you clean carpets cleaning the carpet is not the most important thing it's Owning the phone that people call when they need their carpet cleaned, that is the most important thing. Yes. Anyone that has a car could be a cab driver. Why does someone go drive for Uber or a different company? And that's because they have the place all the customers go to. And people mm-hmm. don't realize how hard it can be to get people to make like to make that phone ring, to call that phone number. So, um, yeah, hands down, hands down. Now you say you have multiple businesses. Way too many. It's yeah. <laughs> a long story. Um, so basically, you know, let's kind of like jump back. So, uh, you know, I'm fired from my job and I'm like, okay, you know, greatest thing ever. Uh, you know, I was beginning, I had all this massive sales experience and I just started literally working, you know, doing my stuff online and it's still, it's doing good, but I did not have the revenue I needed. So I ended up having a second or getting a job after getting fired. I became a project manager okay. and the key is now have an engineering degree, mm-hmm. have a bunch of experience as an engineer, have a bunch of experience in sales, um, and had a massive amount of construction experience. But I realized that I needed, and I know this is weird to say that you know when you're fired, most people want any job they can get. I wanted a project management job mm-hmm. because I realized that building a business is not a one-person aspect. 
Right. I started with a concept, you know, just one person. That's all good. Right. Um, but I also realized at that point that the only way I could make this work is I absolutely positively had to be a project manager. I had to be able to manage multiple moving parts at any mm-hmm. one giving time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Previously, my only thing was get traffic, get traffic, get traffic because, hey, you know, that's that's all it took. That's all I thought it took. Right. And, you know, I worked as a project management for the state for a year and I pulled off some just absolutely amazing projects. And, you know, and that whole time I'm still running my online business, making more in my online business than I made as a project manager. Hmm. And, you know, it would have been easy just to quit at any time. And naturally – I was dumb for quitting the engineering job. That's what everybody said. Mm-hmm. And to quit a state job as a project manager, you had to be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was um, – so literally I quit that job and people were like, you're insane. And I'm like, nope, gets better. Um, <laughs> I quit that job, but I realized I had a flaw. Um, we often realize we have flaws after we get started. Right. I can manage multiple projects. My issue was I, I struggled to teach that, if that makes sense. Um, mm. I realized the biggest gurus in the world were, could articulate and could teach better than other people. It's not necessarily that they're better at what they do. It's not necessarily that they've even created something new. But they could articulate it and they could refine what was existing and teach it at a level that other people could understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I ended up – literally I've taught at colleges – I have taught high school, and at the end of that, I'm like, I got it. I mean, still making more money than you know I would have as a teacher, as a project manager. All that's going on, and it wasn't until after that that I realized I had, at least what I believed, everything I need. Mm-hmm. Massive amount of, only, you know, like door-to-door sales experience, a huge amount of teaching experience, huge amounts of project management experience. And at that point, when I kicked things off into high gear um, – it's just kind of like getting strapped into an F-16. You just go. Right. right, right. <laughs> that's amazing, and that's awesome. And so you, you just started taking off. Now, what happened with the media buy? Um, at that point, you know, and this is like previously early, I realized, okay, I, I started using Google AdWords. Okay. And they get, had a coupon for like $100 to $50. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't a whole lot. Right. And it brought in – I remember I had like 6 x ROI. Whoa. I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. You know, this, this has potential. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So at that point, I started throwing everything I had back into, and, and this is just for the Born Plan site. So you know, always tell people I never taught marketing until I had already like had massively successful mm-hmm. Born Plan. Mm-hmm. We literally were selling just a stupid amount of plans every single day, and I got good at SEO. And I think SEO is like used toilet paper. It's valuable to somebody, just not me. <laughs> and that's, you know, the first, you know, that's when I'd gotten good at SEO and it totally blew up on my face. So this yeah. time I was banking everything on Yahoo, Google. We were out doing email buys. We were out, we didn't, have, we still don't have really any affiliates for it. I don't, I, I don't like affiliates. I don't want affiliates. Um, mm. I know that's probably not what people say. But when the if you have affiliates, you don't control your message. In fact, right. you're liable via the FTC if I do something stupid. Yep. You know, if I come out and say Daryl's got a product to help you lose weight, grow hair, and get richer, and you know you can get rich in 30 days, um, they're coming after you and me. But yep. you're the guy ultimately responsible. Right, right. So right, because right, of that, right. I'm anti-affiliate. Um, mm. At that point, you know, it wasn't until we had massive success that a friend of mine came to him and said, you know. You got to teach this. I'm like, I don't want to teach this. I'm not a guru. Don't want to be a guru. 
He's like, would you teach it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll do something. So um, Keith Wellman convinced me to do a product, and we did it, um, you know, and it just kind of one of those things. I look back, and I'm like, all the all the dice lined up, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Um, so, so I guess I want to get into something because – I don't know if whoever's listening to this call, if you have no experience, I mean, what Charles is sharing right now is there's real importance and gold in this. So a lot of people, they're into inbound marketing and content marketing, and there definitely is a place for that. I mean, I'm doing a podcast, which is in a, in a sense is inbound marketing because people reach out to me and say, hey, Daryl, I heard your show. Hey, I have this question. Hey, I need you to work with my company. And But it's not like... What do I want to say here? So first of all, with SEO, you're kind of building your house on someone else's plot of land. And that's like with anyone that's building a business on Facebook or anything else, because at any point in time, like Charles mentioned, Google can change the game and suddenly you're not number one on that page anymore. You're now, you know, site 15,472 and you only get two visitors a month as opposed to the 100,000 visitors you were getting before. So... A lot of people don't realize it, and if you can get good SEO and it converts for you, it can be a really good strategy. It can be a good long-term strategy. It can be free traffic after you've invested the hours and the time and the resources to you know to create the things that get you there. But again, it can't just flip a switch and dial it up. Not like you can with paid media. And the internet changes so fast. Like at the beginning of a story, Google AdWords didn't even exist. Then it did exist. <clears throat> now things have evolved. And there's been a couple of different Google slaps that have happened where people were just wiped off SEO. Google AdWords has gone through major changes itself. There used to be the double-click ad network, and then that kind of disappeared, and then it was replaced. And, you know, it's just been changing. Now we've got Bing. Facebook ads are really big now. Now Instagram ads are out. So it changes all the time. But the one thing... If you want your business to have stability and be sustainable, is you need to be able to go out and buy customers. You have to be able to advertise and have something you can spend money on to put in front of people, so that way they, you know, that earns you at least what you've spent in your advertising. So now you've got a list of people you can market and sell to with more products. And once you have their contact info, you can reach out. It's like anyone that's in your phone. You can pick up the phone and call them anytime you want. So, and that's really a powerful thing. And I just wanted to take a second to emphasize that um, because we were telling a great story and about how you've come along, but you really did drop off some key points and there's some lessons in there for people who know how to see them. And that's things like, you know, the, the stability you have doesn't matter. Like you said, you were on Yahoo and you're on Bing and you start advertising all these networks you were buying from email lists. So once he was able to pay for customers, your business can grow faster than you could believe. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's, I haven't seen many multi-million dollar companies that without paid advertising, because it's just really hard to get the traffic you need to go there. They're either really heavily into the JV stuff, the affiliate stuff, the joint partner stuff, the strategic alliance stuff, but then you're spreading and sharing half your profits. Like Charles mentioned, which is a great point. I've never heard that before, but your affiliates can get you in hot water with the authorities. If they're not following properly when they're endorsing you, um, just a whole host of problems. So I like your angle. I like how you've kind of brought things, like I like how you approach it very much. So can you talk about some of the challenges that you faced in the paid media game, in your like education, going from just starting out to kind of where you are now, you know, president and owner or founder of the uh, Media Buyer Association? Oh, yeah, I can tell you this. Um, Every day it gets harder. 
I know that's not what you'll you, – I'm sure people like, why not tune into this thing? <laughs> this guy's an idiot. Um, you know, I'm going to just tell you, the easiest day you'll ever have was yesterday. The only easy day was yesterday. Um, you've got more competition, which is great. I love competition. You've got more people who are out today looking to basically uh, take your launch, take your, you know, take your business. Uh, the competitive landscape has gotten exponentially harder. Yeah. Um, the days of just saying, "I got a hey, I got a thirty-seven dollar ebook on Facebook, Google, you know, ClickBank, whatever." Those days are over. The days of killing it with T-shirts, those things are well over. Um, and I'm excited for that. I know you say, well, "Charles, yeah, he, you know, what, what's he been smoking today?" Um, <laughs> I love competition because it weeds out the weak. Mm. The reality of it is most people aren't smart enough, aren't bright enough, aren't good enough to be able to go negative. Mm. And I'll tell you this. I would I will go negative if I can run you out of business. I don't care. At the end of the day, it's, it's business. I, you know, it's you're eating my lunch or I'm eating yours. You know, this whole concept of um we'll all share in the wealth and you know the unicorns come around. Yeah, the unicorns kind of come around and put you out of business. Mm -hmm. so, so definitely keep that in mind. Um, because of that, you have to have – if you don't have a funnel, you're pretty much playing – you're just hoping that the day is going to be good. Mm -hmm. Every day, you're, where's my next nut coming from? Where's my next, you know, next whatever? We are in a place. We are in a business. We're in a time where it's easier than ever to create a high-converting funnel. Mm-hmm. It just is. Um, but if you talk to the average person, I don't want to do that. Mm. It takes time. It takes work. You know, show me the, show me the instant coffee. Show, I want to stand pe – people stand in front of the microwave and complain that it takes 30 seconds, two minutes, three minutes to cook a piece mm -hmm. of pop. Mm -hmm. They can they, – they don't have the desire to sit down and – I mean I don't know about you, Daryl, but I mean – if I like, we just created what would probably be about a seventy-two day funnel. Okay. It took literally all month. Mm -hmm. I would love to tell you that I had like you know, it, it took a long time to create it. I mean, it took forever. Um, it's an asset that's going to run probably for at least a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Most people aren't going to do that. Mm -hmm. Most people are looking for the I want to make money today. And th th does that still exist? Yeah, it, it does. Um, it's harder and far. You know, it's, it really exists mainly in sales letters, but it does exist in a lot of places, a lot of niches. Um, but it's usually, if you're making money today, it usually means it's not scalable. Mm. I'm just, it's just usually not a scalable function. Mm. I'd love to say it is, but it's not. I remember I bought this guy's, I was on Fiverr. It's funny that you mentioned that. I was on Fiverr, F I V E R R dot com. And I was just searching some of the different gigs, and this guy had a thing about uh, an unlimited Facebook budget. How to get an unlimited Facebook budget. And I'm like, all right, like for ad spending. I'm like, all right, buddy, I'll bite. Here's five bucks. And I go through his project, his product, and essentially it was, you know how you mentioned that $100 coupon with Google? Essentially, there was a way to get a $20 coupon with Facebook. And it was like just every time you spend your 20 bucks, make a new Facebook account. And I'm like, that is not like you, just because what you're saying, how it's not scalable. There's no skill to that. How are you, I want to generate millions of dollars. How the hell am I going to do that with that? So whatever, you, get, you know, I got my 20 bucks in advertising, but you know, but um, so I still made a profit, you could say with that. But yeah, exactly what you say. A lot of people are not thinking big and they're not thinking on a sustainable route and they're not thinking in a way that they can scale. So again, what were some of the challenges that you had to figure out when you were starting out? Like in the beginning, 
you know, was you said it, it gets harder. So that means the beginning it was just really easy. You just kind of threw up a page with a buy button on it, and you paid for yeah. some ads and made money. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, that was it. Um, ran some super basic split testing, and um, that's all you needed. I mean, literally, that was that was it. Hmm. I, I would love to tell you that, hey, you know, there's like some, you know, no, it was literally that easy. Um, you just basically <laughs> went in there. If it didn't make money on AdWords, screw it. You just create another thing. Clickbank products, not a problem. It was uh, literally, it was easy money. Right. You know, but the problem was it was so easy. Anybody could knock you off. Right, right, you right. Know, so, and I often think that that's where people hear, oh, I wish I could have been here for the Google Cash days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you had a product going today and tomorrow is some other idiot who cloned your page. You just better go out, you know, do another product. Mm-hmm. Um, though, and the reality of it, and I'll tell you this, uh, we'll both get hate email. I always, always tell people I'm the most hated man in paid traffic. <laughs> a number of reasons um but one of those reasons if you're an affiliate you you're you better own an asset that asset better be your email list because you don't own the product mm-hmm. you don't own you don't own the back end you just mm-hmm. own an email list that you send and make money it's right. like going to a job every day yep. I mean, it may be fairly passive income but you're going to a job you're hitting yeah. a cent yeah the product owners you know yeah i'll give you 100 percent of the sale on the front end, and my money's on the back end, which I'm sure yours is as well. Mm-hmm. The back end is where the money's at. But as an affiliate, what do you have to offer? Yeah, you know, you're making a hundred thousand a month as an affiliate. Great. The uh, product owner probably has ten people like you, and he's probably making you know <laughs> exponentially more. Mm-hmm. So that's a great point. The back end is where the money is at. So before you said it was super easy. You just throw up a page with a buy button, selling some product, put some money into ads, send them there. If it made sales, great. If it didn't, you know, whatever. You just start off a new project. Now yeah. you would have a profit. Today, it's not that way. You just said the money is in the back end. The back end is where the money is at. And if anyone's listening to this doesn't know what the back end is, that means all the stuff you sell after the sales. So let me clarify a bit. A lot of people think – a lot of people think you was it you get a customer to make a sale, but it's backwards. You make a sale to get a customer because if a sale is a golden egg, a customer is the goose who lays them. Mm-hmm. So when you've got a customer, and that's what he's talking about, your list, your email list, the most important thing in every business is their list. If I had a burger joint, if I and I mean this is Gary Halbert, he says if you could have anything you wanted to open up a burger store, what would you want to make yourself successful? Do you know this, Charles? You got to know this. Yes, I yeah. love this story. Right. I love this story. He says if you could have anything you want to make your burger joint successful, what would you want? People are like I want the best location. I'd want the best recipe. I'd want neon signs. Yada yada. Gary's answer: He wants a starving crowd, and that's you want that audience. You want that captive audience. If I had a list, if I was outside of a of a stadium full of starving people even if all i have is a barbecue and like you know a couple oven mitts i could sell enough hamburgers to go and upgrade my equipment and come back and sell some more and upgrade my equipment again and come back and sell more and just double down um every day of the week and so the list is really where it's at and so when people we all have friends for a reason friends for a season and friends for life you know i do crossfit and the people i know at crossfit they're not my drinking buddies they're not my travel buddies they're not you know they're not the people i turn to when i got a problem they're not you know they're not they're not coming to me for gatherings that sort of thing they're my crossfit friends we are friends for the reason of we do crossfit together right um and so when you have someone who's your friend for the reason of paying you money in exchange for education on a topic or for help with a particular service as long as they have that need 
and you will be their friend, they will continue to pay you again and again and again and again. And that's really where it's at. And that's what Charles means when he says the money's in the back end. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. And I see so many people, even today, they're like, oh, well, it's this and that. No, it's not this and that and that. It's your affiliate and your hoes. You're screwed. You, you know, you go out tomorrow and just try it again. You know, you yeah. just keep going again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about what are the kind of the components, the structural components of trying to do media buying successfully. Um, a good offer. A good offer. Yeah, I mean, I'm seriously letting me think, Charles. You know, I'm sure you're probably thinking, I'm never inviting him back on, idiot. Um, I'm just telling you, it's if the offer is everything. I see so many media buyers who, well, who will take a me- you can take a media a mediocre offer, and you're host. You, you're screwed. That's the problem. A mediocre offer will not do anything else. It just sits there. Mm-hmm. As my uncle says, it's like having a dog that won't run. Um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where if I said, hey, guess what? We have got a brand new shipment of iPhone 5s, and we're going to be selling these to people who have the brand new Android. I don't care what you do. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care. Mm. <laughs> the offer doesn't work. Mm. Um, you can you can struggle. You can I mean you can beat it. You can you know you can do everything you want to, but it will not work. Mm. Now, if you turn around, going back to the offer, first step of media buyer is who is what is the offer and who is the buyer. Um, let's just use this as an example. Um, offer is good. Let's say offer is good. Um, what is the fir- first thing I'm going to do is go to a place called Just Media Kits. Um, if you don't know about Just Media Kits, it's like a seven-figure education in a box. I should sell that, by the way. Um, Just Media Kits are a magazine media kit. So if you will look at Entrepreneur Magazine, okay, who is the reader of Entrepreneur Magazine? He's a 45-year-old male who has a net worth of around a million dollars, makes around $250,000 per year. Hmm. Okay, I also know what his likes, I know what his dislikes are, I even know the books he reads. All that from a media kit. I know his age, I know his demographics, I know where he rents, where he owns. Um, you even probably know what type of toilet paper he could use. Hmm. Yeah. And the deal is, that's it. Once you figure out who that buyer is, once you know who the buyer is, everything changes. Mm-hmm. Everything changes. So when you've got the media kit, you know the buyer. You know, it's like, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to go advertise something that's geared toward males or something geared toward females? You advertise stuff that are geared toward who your buyers are. Right, 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 right. Got it. That's really huge. Well, I mean, that's the biggest thing It's the who, right? Um, You're trying to sell a discount on teenage girl jeans to a bunch of geriatric men. Not going to work. Not going to work, you know. And, and no, no offense, um, skinny jeans just don't rock it if you know what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> I, I, I can see Haiti Mail now. You know, I wear, I, I love my skinny jeans. Like, what are you saying, Charles? I love my skinny jeans. Uh, yeah, right. I, I just, just can't see it. Um, uh, the reality of it is, once you have that profile built, you know the product. Uh-huh. We're good to go. We know the profile. The next thing is, and I'll tell you, I usually tell people never start with the product in mind, that's uh-huh. actually working backwards. We start with the traffic source in mind. We find out what the traffic source wants to buy, and then we just throw the product into the traffic source. Mm-hmm. That's so much smarter to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm going to tell you, basically, I would, rather, I would rather find a stream. Let's just say that we're in shark fishing. Let's okay. just say right now me and you are getting ready to go shark. We, we live in Charleston. We're going shark fishing. Well, 
couple things we can do. Well, we could just say we have the bait. Then we're, we basically go around and try to find some place to fish at. Or would it just make more sense to walk up to whatever your local stream or your waterway, your ocean or, you know, river is and say, huh, I wonder what kind of fish live in this river. I should, throw, you know, I would, I should try to catch some. It's a totally different mindset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yet most people don't, don't ever get it. Yep. Yeah. Ask them what they want and then give it to them. Yep. Now, are there any caveats to that? And the reason why I say caveats is, for example, I know back in the day, one of my mentors, I've actually interviewed him on the show, and even one of his protégés, Ryan Levesque, uh, Glenn Livingston, and he was a big fan of surveying people in a particular way, and he sold $20 million in consulting services like the Fortune 50. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the other things that him and his wife used to do was focus groups, and it's because they would get everyone there in the room, and they'd be there for like six hours, <clears throat> you know, they do the rah-rah, the exercise and that, and they get good data from that, and then at the end, was the real test and that's when they would say hey okay you know janet's here she's got your checks uh just see her on your way out by the way we just found out from our supervisor that you guys can actually take home whichever one of these products you actually want uh on your way out so just pick up the product you want get your check from janet and thank you for your participation and that was the actual test because the whole day people were telling you what they thought mm-hmm. and at the end of the day they were doing what they like, what they wanted. And I wanted to ask, do you have any ways that you test the traffic or the market? You test buying intent? You, what I'm going to tell you is probably going to freak you out. But yes, absolutely. Um, this is the deal. We have the ability to go in and just waste an ever-loving boatload of money. And it's quite easy to do, by the way, and um, quite easy to do. And while that's really kind of nice, I think it's probably the wrong way to do it. I think at the end of the day, first thing we need to do is say, okay, we have buyers. We've got prospects. We've got people that want to buy things. We sometimes look at places and they go, hey, if you'd like to advertise here, it's a, let's say $10,000. Let's say, you know, $20,000. Let's say $5,000. let us say 1000 Numbers irrelevant. You know, do you really want to go risk twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars of capital? Right. Well, when you're doing a media buy, you have the ability to, you know, work with them and you generate a contract. The contract says if it doesn't work twenty four hours or forty eight hours, you have what's called an out clause. Mm. The key is you have if you're buying a thirty day media buy, let's say we're spending a thousand dollars a day for thirty days. Um most people go, oh my gosh, I'd never do that. I don't have thirty thousand. Well, you don't need thirty thousand. All you need is a converting offer. You can go to them and go, okay. $30,000 media buy, I signed the IO, um, get this puppy going. You have to make sure that they basically space out your traffic so you get, like, let's just, I'm going to just use a number for mathematical easy here. Let's say you get 30,000 clicks over 30 days, but I mean, I'm just, those aren't real numbers, but, you know, so everybody understands this. Okay, on day one, you spend $1,000. It's not working, so you're optimized. Day two, you spend $1,000. Maybe it's getting a little better. Day three, you see it's either working or not. You could just say, hey, you know, this is not working. Let's go ahead and kill the contract. Um, mm. It's not working. It's your traffic, my traffic. It may be the offer. We don't necessarily know. But mm. you're not committed to 30000 But what happens if it's working on day three? Right. Your profit. Yeah, you're day, profitable. Day four, day five. So, you know, the concept of going in, I mean, I have no problem signing the media buy because if it doesn't work – I'm only paying for X number of dollars for a certain amount of time. I'm not going to let this thing run for 30 days. Well, you not let it run 30 days. It just didn't work. Right. You know? Yep. 
That makes perfect sense, yeah. And that's that's something I've heard before as well, that especially when you wanted to go around and do the media buying, you don't want to go around and be like, hey, I got 500 bucks to spend. Will you let me do a test? You go and go, hey, I will spend thirty, fifty, dollars $100,000 with you with this month. You know, how can we get started slow and ease into this? Yeah, because I mean – I mean, the reality is these reps, I mean, all these reps are usually young females, usually very attractive. And what their job is, is to look really good to get guys to say, you know, we go to an offer. Yes, of course. Of course. You know, I'm at uh, Affiliate Summit or wherever. Of course. we're Yeah, absolutely. Um, truth of the matter is they're all out to make money. Mm-hmm. We're, I mean, you know, it is what it is. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Well, in inventory and the impressions, they come and go. I've, I've had a client, when I first was getting started, they had, I think they were getting something like 16 million page views um, a month on mm-hmm. their site. And that's what they did. They mostly sold advertising. And it was just, if the inventory doesn't get sold, it just, it's gone. Like, it's here today, gone tomorrow. So, um, that's really, really smart. Now, what do you suggest, how do you make a, how do you make a compelling offer? I mean, all right, so you know your market. You obviously know who's there. You've, you've researched them. You've studied them. How do you make sure that your offer just crushes whatever else could possibly be out there? Is there any guidelines that you have? Do you – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – how would you roll out, I guess? Because you talk about day one, you're going to test and optimize. By day three and four, you're either profitable or not. We say optimize. Now, are you talking about optimizing the offer based on any kind of feedback you're getting? Or are you talking about optimizing the landing page layout? Everything. <laughs> Yeah, okay. The, the problem that people make is like, ooh, uh, let me give you an example. They go, oh, let's optimize the landing page. Oh, well, there's like a million other things in your funnel, so you should be optimizing everything. This is the deal. Most people aren't willing to do this. When you're rolling out, let's just say we're rolling out banners. Most mm-hmm. people go, I got 12 banners designed at, you know, $20 banners or whatever. Okay, so you're rolling, and I'm just using this is what most people do. They roll out 12 banners on day one. Day two, they look at the results. Oh, you know, this one got 5,000 clicks. This got 3,000 clicks. This got 2,000 clicks. Take the 5,000 click one on day two and go go have like maybe 10 of them made. They get back to you on day four. Oh, yeah, we've got 10 other banners exactly like number four variations. Well, you're already four days into your media buy and you're just on your second split test. Mm. Reality of this is, and by the way, you know, when you're talking banners, 5,000 clicks is not a lot of clicks. I know that's probably what people go like, you know. It's really not a lot of clicks. Um, so the reality of it is um, most people basically are split testing too slow or they don't have it. Like, like, we're split testing two landing pages. Oh, this one won. Let me go create one. No, no, no. You already have one in the wings. When you're buying traffic, you cannot afford to wait on anybody. Traffic doesn't stop for anybody. When you're split testing, hey, this didn't work. I've already got – I got alternate A, alternate B in the wings, and when, and then I've got to split test each one of those. You cannot wait on anybody because you're you're paying for that traffic. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. You're literally you're rotating, you're testing out traffic, you're testing out creatives, placements, landing pages, sales pages, opt-ins. You're testing out the welcome emails. You're testing OTOs. You're, I mean, literally everything in that thing funnel has to be it has to be tested. It, mm-hmm. It's a giant moving wheel. The only part that should stand still. And, the, and this is the only constant is the same tracking platform. Mm. Everything else changes. You better have multiple landing pages, multiple offer, multiple hooks, multiple graphics, multiple everything. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when you've got a client that says, okay, I need to spend $100,000 this month and I need positive ROI, mm-hmm. you can't call them up and go, you know what? Yeah, 
we're waiting on this landing page before we can do our, you know, our third split test. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're fired. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's literally a giant moving wheel, and you just have. I mean, it's like running a marathon, and you can't stop because mm-hmm. the minute you stop is the minute you die. Mm. Well said. And I agree about the split test. When he said that, I'm like, you're right. Some tests do take too slow, too long. And half of it's because not dialing up the traffic fast enough. You know, and the issue, like, this is, if we're looking at an offer, I'm going to get an ad beat, and I'm going to go to ad beat, and I'm going to see what my competitors are doing. Right. And then I'm going to try to one-up them. And right. then I'm going to just copy them totally. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then I'm going to just copy, make a variation of it. I mean, when you're dealing with real money, it's not a game. I mean, I mean, literally, I mean, it, it's not a game. You better have backup tracking in place. If you're if if your server blows up and you can no longer use it, you better be able to have switch out links. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's the reality is most people. It's more of a game and kind of fun and a hobby. I mean, when you're doing a media buy right, you you should be on the toilet counting the tiles because you're you, you're stressed out and your stomach's in knots. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I think that's what I tell people. It's not fun and games that they imagine. Um, you know, when you've got somebody's income, mainly yours, riding on the line, yep. you better be stressed about it. You, right. you, you, you better take it serious. Yeah. Um, like I've told somebody, you know, like, give an example. Let's say we're running a million dollars a month in media buys. Okay. And I know that, oh, my gosh, that's great. You know, people do that in no, no time. But when you're running that amount, and this is what I think most people don't realize – do you realize how much that is every single day? Mm-hmm. All it ta- I mean, all it. Ta- I mean, you're when you're talking literally over thirty thousand dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to wait? I mean, what is what is five minutes to you? What is the yeah. server blowing up? What is what is one tracking link not working? Um, and, and, and then you got to look at this: how much are you paying for click fraud? Mm-hmm. How many bogus email addresses you're getting? I hear people go, "Well, I got to you know opt in for three dollars." Oh well, that's great. Well, how many of those opt-ins are bogus? Yeah. How many of them? How many of them never opened email day one? Your opt-in probably would more like cost you five or six dollars per lead, yet you don't know it. Most people don't know the real number, so they're they're literally going around. Whatever happens, happens. It's not a big deal. We'll use a little visual website optimizer and or, you know get some results. Um, end of the day, it's not like that. I mean, and I know that's not the image people want to have. You better be on the toilet counting tiles when it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? When it does work out, it's, it's life-changing. Huge. Yo, it's life-changing. You can go... I know, because my, my, my biggest experience is taking a marketing budget, 500 bucks, and scaling that down to... Before we handed it off to an ad agency, it was $4,500 a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, yeah, you start doing six-figure weeks. Like, that's, that's life-changing. And again, you can't do that with SEO. You're not going to write an article that's going to go get you... You know what I mean? Like, a few thousand clicks a day. You can't scale... With a lot of these other methods, like you can with paid media, you just can't. JV traffic, having other people endorse you and mail you. How many times can I mail my audience about what you're selling before they're either going to get sick of it or i got to find some new people? Versus just, like you said, just start finding new audiences, new pockets of people to test with and see if any of my offers will convert. So you know, And, and that's where like people make the mistake of they don't realize like even just the amount of time it takes your page to load. Yeah. Oh, huge, 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 huge. I canceled just, just November. I canceled a launch. Uh, well, sorry. I postponed the launch because the page load speed was terrible. And I exactly, I'm like, I'm not spending my money to send people to a blank page. Like that's just, yeah. Amazon, there's an article on Amazon. Amazon added a hundred million dollars to their bottom line by reducing their page load speed by half a second. 
And people don't realize that, you know. And I think if you go, well, that's Amazon. Well, to you, it should be even more important. Right. You know, you're, you're sitting here. Amazon may not miss a hundred million here or there. You may miss ten thousand here or there very quickly. Oh yeah. And I think that's, you know, and the problem that you run into is they're all, and I, and I, ew, I just, <laughs> I know you're still because you're like, people don't, I, uh, yeah. Just, it's, 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 yeah, it's, you're lost. I mean, yeah. and people end up, I, I, we have people coming to me all the time. They go, well, you know, I bought such and such product. Well, great. You know, have fun playing in the, um, you know, the kiddie pool, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the reality of it is you can't scale an offer. You can't move to a certain level if your education is based on playing at the kindergarten level. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, and I don't think most people realize that yeah. when you're fighting it out, you have to, I mean, you're slugging it out for every single click. Every single click is important. Every, every split test data is important. Mm-hmm. It, it needs to happen in real time. We don't have a week to figure this out. We have like the next five minutes to figure it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And most people don't want to do it. Yep. Now, you mentioned some great tools here. We mentioned Visual Website Optimizer. That's one tool. Um, it's okay. It's kind, of ex- it's kind of expensive, by the way. When you start getting any amount of traffic, it gets kind of expensive. Yeah, yeah, um, you're right. They start, start, they start trying to charge. And I think that's garbage. That's like trying to charge people for a number of webinar registrants. I'm like, what is that? Anyways, but Visual Website Optimizer is one tool, and that's a split testing tool that you can use to do an A-B split test or a multivariate test. Google Webmaster Tools has its own. It's a free one, but it's really basic. You only do one test at a time. Um, what are a couple other tools you use? Oh, you mentioned AdBeat, which is a great tool. Now, again, some of the people listening may not have known what that is. AdBeat, which is A-D-B-E-A-T, is a tool that basically lets you actually see what other people are using in their paid media. I use a tool called follow.net, F-O-L-L-O-W, follow.net, and it's kind of like AdBeat. It pulls from their API, I think, to pull in some data there, but it gives you really good insight, again, on what ads people are using, what keywords they're going after. They have a lot of, like you say, it's a fight out there because nothing is hidden. There's no, there's no real trade secrets. There's just knowledge. Yeah. Um, everything is transparent. When you know how to find the, the info you need, you can t- you can almost take a pair of X-ray glasses right through someone's business. Compete is it compete.org or compete.com? You can go, like, how about this? <clears throat> I'm just going to back it up for a second. Sure. And this is where like most people make the mistake. Like the smartest marketers on the planet, they're basically cloaking and hiding. I mean, you can you know. Everybody's got an IP address, right? Um, you can come to our sites and you can you can basically Reverse you know IP. index them. But what happens when you get people that when you get to the site, they you know they know that you've been here, they know what you're doing, they'll drop you off from they'll send you to Playboy.com, <laughs> you know, um, we, and they you know that technology like that. I mean, everybody says, oh no, you can't hide. No, you can hide from people. It's very it's not easy. It's doable, but the reality of it is, when you're looking. You don't. I don't care if somebody's going to try to knock me off. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's it's the, the money is in the back end. Right. And reality is, most people they they oh I, I got a squeeze page. I see a VSL. I'm gonna make your I'm gonna make you know offer similar to yours. And you can even see where they're buying. You can see the banners we're using. I mean, yep. none of that is like crazy proprietary stuff. No. The reality of it is, it's what's in the back end. Yes. You know, and I think that's where so many people, like I always tell people. I don't really care. You, you knock me off. I'm not going to make you, I'm not going to make it easy for you. Mm-hmm. I, I will definitely tell you I'm going to do everything <laughs> I can and send you all over the, you know, all over, all over mm-hmm. creation. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, I also understand that at the end of the day, 
people are going to try to knock you off. And you have to have a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. Most people, their competitive advantage is the fact that, hey, my name is Bob. To them, that's my competitive advantage. You have to have a advantage, an advantage your prospects can't knock off. That goes back into the level of sophistication, um, you know, breakthrough marketing with Eugene Swartz. Um, you can knock off for stuff all day, but we've got a unique mechanism. We've got a big idea. We've got a level five big idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reality of it is most of you people who are trying to knock you off are like look they're playing at level two all the time. Mm-hmm. And they just wonder well, they what they can't they can't they can't what is it? They can't copy at the speed which you can innovate. And yes. you're right, and this may sound contradictory. Uh, that's a Ray Kroc quote. People are, are competitors are something about that. But it has to do with you have to innovate your competitors because they're just like you said they're going to knock you off and while they're trying to figure out what you just did you're mm-hmm. already doing the next thing but you're right and this is going to be a little bit contradictory where I said you can use x-ray glasses but one thing that's actually really hard to do a lot of people want to say email is dead but email is not dead and in fact the back end your back end email autoresponders and that can be a great place to hide stuff like like Charles is talking about because no one knows, like if you've got to choose your own adventure, like I do a lot of database marketing stuff, you know, where people are setting uh, database automation stuff. People are clicking this and they're going down that path versus they don't read that and they go down this path. It, they don't know. If without the map to see your way through the pyramid, you have no idea where you are in that maze. So you're right. There is some things that are proprietary and ways to hide what's going on in your business. But um, – well, exactly you said. You can't focus. I think when you're getting started, it's fun to look at easy markets where it's you find people who don't know what they're doing. You find out what the you know we call it the black Lamborghini test. You take a look at all your competitors and you put them all on the table and you take everyone off the table who couldn't realistically walk onto a car lot and sign up, buy a Lamborghini, and be able to afford the payments. And that'll get rid of 99% of the competitors. And then the one or maybe two, maybe three guys that are left, you take a look at what they're doing, and then all of a sudden you try to reverse engineer what they've got. Do it in your own voice um and then like like charles said you copy them in the beginning and then you optimize improve and, and surpass them mm-hmm. um some markets you know you're going to get your ass handed to you because you're going to be dealing with marketers that are way above your level but there's tons of little niches and sub niches don't be afraid of small niches there are riches in niches bitches yes. so yes. um yeah that's a good tip too what are some good tracking tools that you would recommend because i loved how you said that that the only thing that should remain constant is your tracking platform and i know like when you've got a couple backups your data Data is never really, at least maybe it's different for you, but I've never had like two or three tracking tools where the data always lines up. It's more like it's kind of trending. Like the trend yes, is yes. The, the trend is you're making money, we think, kind of yes. that direction. It's good, but it's we don't know. It's kind of that way. What does Absolutely. your bank account say? Like it's kind of like that. <laughs> always laugh. So the ultimate tracking tool is your deposits at authorized.net. Yeah, that's right. That is so true. At the end of the day, how much money did I collect? Um, got it. Okay. So yeah. it's not it's not a unique experience. I just had to check. No, no. I mean, you know, the reality of it is it depends on the tool. Like um, I can give an example. Like for the Media Buyer Association, that's a non-scalable business. It's a sellable business, but let's face it, how many people really want to do media buying? Mm. Um not that many. I mean, most people are like, they're doing a little Facebook, got a little Google going. Life is good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you start talking about some of the more esoteric things that we get into. It's like, well, I don't, you know. So it's basically a non-scalable business. Okay. So because of that, um, and that's why we mentioned earlier, I've got multiple business. Some are mainstream. Some are very scalable. Um, and because of that, it depends on the niche. Like Media Buyer Association, we use Improvely. Mm. It's basic. It's down. It's dirty. It gets the job done. Because 
I know I can't scale that business. It, it, you, you get to a point where how many people truly want to buy media mm-hmm. at that level? You know, not that many. Um, where we've got other niches we're using, like, and personally, I don't use it because I can't figure out how to use it, but tracking uh, 202, Prosper right, 202. Right, right. Um, and the key is, like I always tell people, I just want to be like, the, I just want to be the guy driving the sub. I don't want to be pushing the levers. I want to be go to point A to go point B. Somebody else's job is to basically do all the flip the switches. That's all they need to know. Mm-hmm. Flip the switches, get me there. Mm-hmm. Um, as a as a entrepreneur, I have the big vision. I have the drive. I've got the know how. But somebody else needs to flip those switches. Mm-hmm. So you know, like tracking two hundred two, prosper two hundred two. I mean, it's a rock solid program. Mm-hmm. It's free. Um, it's free, you know, and the key is when you're looking at stuff, my only question is how much data do you drop? How big do you – we use CPV Labs as well. How big do you get before you have to flush the database? Because most people don't realize after like a million hits, actually literally about 500,000, 750,000 hits or, or not hits but, you know, clicks, your database is bogged down to the point where you have to flush it. You have to back up the data and you flush it. Mm. Some days that's a daily business. Some days that's maybe done monthly. It doesn't make a difference. But you have to understand the limits of your tools. Mm. And that's where most people, you know, it's like, well, Charles, my page is loading slow. It used to work fine. Oh, well, well great. Well, how long, how, long should, how long does it take your tracking link to redirect? Oh, might be your problem. Right, 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 right. Yep. Yeah, and the technology. I loved how you mentioned that you had to learn project management because you realized it was a team effort. And this is kind of where we're just getting into this now. Like like Charles saying, because a lot of people listen to this, depending what level you're at, you may be feeling like, oh, I got to learn all this stuff. And that no, you don't really. You know, you need to know enough. It's like anything. You need to know enough to know you're not getting swindled. Mm-hmm. You need to know what success should look like, and then you need to know how to manage the team. And if you don't know how to manage the team, then you need to partner with someone who does because, um, you know, because getting rich is a team sport. It's not something – building businesses and making money is a team sport. You can go a long way on your own, but at the end of the day – um, you're just—it's just not going to happen. You know, you mm-hmm. can't do it. There's only so many hours in a day. You're going to get caught up with something. And hats off to the people that slave over it. But it really is—you really do need to build a team around you. So that's awesome, uh, Charles. You've—I almost called you Kirk, Charles. <laughs> you've given a ton of value here. We've talked about how things have changed over the years, what things were, where they've gone, where they are now, where things are headed. Um, we talked about the tools that we've used, ways to see, like basically use x-ray glasses and see what your competitors are doing almost a safe way for newbies to get started talked about the tools that we've used talked about the different strategies talked about the most important factors like getting to know your audience about crafting an offer that is irresistible or so compelling that you're going to beat the other offers that are on the table talked about split testing and talked about how you have to be on the ball and testing it quickly and fast how you should be testing everything except for tracking tools because they should kind of be your only constant i love that concept um, the the speed of implementation, the fact that when you're spending big dollars, you should be like anally retentive over yes. what's happening. And you know what? For a lot of people listening, you might feel that we would start <clears throat> if you have no budget. That's even like start there. Just don't relax when the numbers start coming in. You know. Um, I want to say this too because I've had some people say this, um, and this is something that I picked up from a mentor. And it's just that. Time, knowledge, and money. For every business project, you need those three things. You need the time to get the work done. You need the knowledge of what to be done and what order and how and what it should look like at the end. And you need the money to fund it all. But 
all three do not have to come from the same person. If you have a ton of time and the know-how, you can partner up and find someone who has the money and they're looking for some sort of investment. If you've got the money but you don't have the time and you've got the knowledge, you can hire the people to do the work for you. There's a lot of different ways you can cut the deal. So if you're listening to this and you're like, but I don't have the money to get, find a partner, don't, again, don't, 100% of nothing is nothing. 1% mm-hmm. of a million is a lot more than 100% of zero. So yep. don't be scared to bring other people. Don't be scared to give them a piece of the pie. Build that team. Um, Charles, you've given some great advice. If people are listening to this and they're really vibing and resonating with it, they're like, man, this Charles guy, he shoot, you know, he's a straight talker. He tells it like it is. I would love to know more info from him. What are some of the best ways people can get in touch with you? Easiest way to get in touch is just head over to the Media Buyer Association while Molly would pop ups and exit pops and everything in between. Um, but head over there. We've got just a massive amount of stuff on the blog. We've got an opt in list which you can join. We got a seven day Media Buyer Boot Camp. Mm. Um, head over there. I mean, we're going to, I always figure this is, you can never give your prospects too much confidence, too mm. much content. Mm. The reality is, the more content you give, the more you share the more and more sales you're going to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people will get to know, like, and trust you, and all things being considered equal, people want to do business with their friends, and all things not so equal, people still want to do business with their friends. Mm-hmm. And if you can show and help people and really point the right direction and help them get as far as they can on their own, when it comes time for them to pay someone, again, friends for a reason, friends for a season, friends for life, if you become their friend through sincerely trying to help them, of course they're going to come to you and they're going to trust you with their money because you've already been helping them. So that was great. So it was media buy singular not plural yep. media yep. buyer association.com and again we're speaking with charles charles kirkland charles thank you so much for your time today i know you could be doing 101 other things with all these businesses and all the stuff that we both of us have going on i know the listeners really appreciate it i appreciate it so just thank you and all the best to you and your loved ones ah, thank you have a good one you've reached the end of our interview Now, first, let me thank you for listening. I appreciate and respect you more than you'll ever know. And now I'd like to ask you a couple of questions. First, what three lessons did you just learn? What three aha moments just jumped out at you? Second, what can you implement for yourself and your business in the next 24 hours? Third, What can you give to someone else to help you with or give them to just do it for you? Whatever it is, remember taking action is the secret sauce to results. Now, if you think this interview would be helpful for a friend, please give them a link to it. It'll help them and it'll help me too. I'd also like to invite you to help me find out more about the challenges you're facing, your dreams, your goals, and how I can help you overcome what's holding you back. We both do better when we know better. And your success is my success. So please reach out and interact. You can visit our website, bestbusinesscoach.ca for Canada or California, where I'm from and where I'm living. Uh, You're welcome to also try out one of our paid programs. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and pretty much every other social media channel you can think of. You should also subscribe to the podcast. And if you're enjoying them, please leave us a nice review. It really helps. That's all for now. Once again, thank you. Take care of yourself. And remember, the world needs the best business you can build. And I believe in you.